Did you just hit the ground running? Did you just feel that just that pull from the earth, Kathy, just going right up into your loin? Do women have loins? Oh, please. Of course we have loins. Well, I mean, is there a different word for it? I don't know. I'm a dumb guy. No. Because you always heard it. Is, so it's the same thing. So your loins, your your loins are just missing some some meat. Uh, No, our meat is on the inside. Yours is all flappy and hanging out in the wind. But we... <laughs> You know, <laughs> that just gave me a horrible, horrible visual. As just... it should, because the male genitals are quite horrible. And mine, no less horrible than the rest. Uh-huh. Kathy, would you like to start a show? Let's start a show. Let us do that. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Yay! Yay! Hello, Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where Kathy and I explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle sex and what's left of our human minds. Uh, coming to you tonight from a boiling hot Los Angeles, California, I'm Kathy. And I am a fearing going outside boogie. <laughs> You're, did you like spend the entire day in the library to get away entire from the Entire day. <laughs> 10 a.m. and I am here till 9 p.m. I will not leave. <laughs> I walked out once and the hot hit my, I don't know if I swallowed a bug or something, but my throat started to close up. Uh. Like I was like, I'm like, am I having, I was out for like, I called my dad, you know thought i was gonna die i'm like Uh, geez i was out for five minutes it wasn't that hot wow it was it was pretty brutal today it was definitely uh not a chilly day but the library fortunately oh my goodness kathy last year (laughs) uh, oh when everything was shut down and there's nowhere to go that was well, I went to Texas. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how bad it was. <laughs> that's how bad it was. I left hot Los Angeles to go to triple hot Texas. There was an I- air-conditioned house somewhere on in this country, and you went for it. That's it. And I am probably at the point of doing that again. Maybe not... Uh, Maybe not the same place, even though I love Leah to death. We cannot cohabitate together. Uh, Not good communication skills. But God damn it, Kathy, so much going on. Oh, my God. So much. Do you want to start with the potato mayhem shenanigans? Holy poop. Kathy loves a potato mayhem. Let us begin with the shenanigans. I think that our listeners mostly tune in to hear the shenanigans. I think some do, yes. They vicariously shenanigan through us. <laughs> I don't think shenanigan is a verb. <laughs> I think it is shenanigan is it. Well, you know, we're going to talk about that later when we do word of the day. I shall shenanigan. I, I, I shall shenanigan forward. You know what's really exciting, Kathy? What? That you and I, I'm going to call it a successful failure. Okay. Because that's, I think, a, a, a positive spin to put on what was most likely kind of a failure. 
uh, on our part because jfetishartist.net got us these amazing passes to the five-day DomCon event that was last weekend. Right. And then it was very nice of him to to get us those passes and say, come and, you know, you know, do a do a press thing on it and talk about it on the show and you know, give your opinions and whatever. And we were excited. We were genuinely excited to like get out of the house. Pandemic is, you know, doing whatever it's doing, but we can at least go out to some things. Everyone had to be vaccinated. We had our masks. We had a plan, Kathy. We had a plan. We did. We did not execute that plan. That plan. We're old, and yeah. I think I think that's what it is. We were supposed to go to the Friday night party and then walk the convention floor on Saturday. So Friday night, do you want me to tell the story? Do you oh, want to tell? Please this? go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so Kathy and I are like, all right, going to a party. I packed a little toy bag, which I joked about the the bag of minimal expectations, uh, which was well well titled in hindsight. So we get in the car. We managed to not kill each other the entire way down the 405 Which to, where the, to where the party was. So, And it did go weird later. I got kind of weird. But um, so we pull up and they're having it at the sanctuary and not the, uh, the hotel. And I forgot that they have it at the sanctuary. Um, we pull up. And there's cones all around, and we see the building. There's literally like 80 to 100 people packed in line, some of them not wearing masks. And even though it's vaccination only, I had an instant panic attack, and I'm like, I can't do this. I can't. I can't do that. I'm not ready to to stand in a line like that. I'm just not. I'm not ready. And Kathy starts laughing at me. She's Because <laughs> maybe in the back of your mind, you didn't want to go either. I don't know. I, no? I, you know, this is a tough one for me because um, I am in a in not in a great state of mind. And so I have to push myself to do things. So this is probably not a, a comment on the party or the event itself. It's just that um, I, I'm, I'm in that state right now where I need to push myself out the door. But I have to confess that the fact that the uh, COVID Delta variant is starting to gain momentum did affect my desire to go into a packed party uh, with a bunch of people possibly not wearing masks. And, you know, it was already late at night and we passed by and we saw that line and we're like, no. Oh, we have no adventure. Well, I mean, and I'm going to get to this point after we talk about our second slightly more six. So Kathy and I basically just drove around West Hollywood and it was amazing because it was so fun. We hadn't been there in so long because of the shutdown. And it was wonderful because you're driving, I forget what it is, Sunset or Hollywood or whatever it is. Um, and it's like everything looks like boring, normal, boring, moral. And you know you are in West Hollywood. And <laughs> for those of you that don't know that West Hollywood is kind of like San Francisco. is It's like the the gay capital of Southern California. Yes. And you know the second you hit West Hollywood because it's like boring, 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 fabulous. And uh -huh. it's just and it's just lights and colors and neons and people, you know, walking and festive and every single storefront is open and it's just glory and glory for like two miles. And then all of a sudden, no more fabulous. And it just stops and it's back to 
normal homeless smell of urine Hollywood. That's but, true, uh, but it, that is a fabulous part of, of, <laughs> of Hollywood. I love going through the stores alone. I just love the kink stores and the all the cool stuff that you don't see in other more conservative parts uh, of the state. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So we did end up having a really nice drive. We didn't go into the party. From the people that I talked to, they said it was a fun party, but I'll get to the point of why blah 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 so the next day we're like okay we didn't go to the party but tomorrow we are going to the convention attempt number two yep so we you know i go to kathy's she drives we once again we don't kill each other on the drive down there we've learned from the night before to just maybe shut up and stay a little more shallow right you know is there any uh, Bob Marley on the radio there or something we, we can listen to? <laughs> you know, just just drive. So we get there, we park in the $7 million parking spot, and we go, and this time we go in, and there's a little bit of a line, and so we had to bullshit, but it was instantly, the thing I will say, it was instantly amazing for me visually because... The first thing you see when you get into that sand, we've been to this a few times. All of a sudden, you just see 50 people and some of them very sexy, attractive fetish wear with boobs and butts and little tape over the nipples because there's no no exposed nipples and just sexiness and people kind of smiling. But it's just the entire vibe changes, even in the reception area to where oh my God, we're at a kinky event. Yeah, it's uh, very, after so long, um, I, I, I've i been to a couple of events already, like two or three actually, And uh, it, but to be in a convention where you see tables and tables of vendors with floggers and paddles and corsets and, and all the good stuff that you, I guess we got just used to seeing all that stuff fairly often in our lives watching people play watching people dressed up in fetish gear and uh it's you know as as hard as it is for me to get out boy it was really nice seeing all these king pe- kinky people in one place it was pretty cool so we get into the floor and once again we've been here before um the floor obviously set up they got it down they got it wired uh there's 50 vendors in there. A lot of really cool, unique stuff. Um, I'm not going to shop because I just gave away literally thousands of dollars worth of shit. So it'd be stupid for me to buy stuff. Kathy, you bought like a little Wurtenberg wheel finger extension thing that was amazing yes. looking. I can't wait to use it on somebody. I've got to use it on somebody. That hopefully will come up soon. So other than that, we weren't there to buy anything. We were just there to meet. And it was fun because there was people from the last few years that hadn't seen us in a while. So there was some chatting and some hugs. And of course, I did try to schmooze some people so we could do some segments with some of them. So I think we accomplished you know, that at least. And of course, there was a lot of sexiness and groups. Of, oh, my God. It was just so fun to look at sexy butts with little plugs and tails and giggling and oh it was I know nice. you were like ogling everyone at some point I just walked away from you and started going to look at the vendors <laughs> didn't even notice you had left I know you didn't <laughs> snapped out of it and I'm like hey wait a minute didn't I come here with somebody I'm sorry <laughs> Kathy so, so yes so here's what gets where it gets funny for the listeners 
So we walk the floor because, you know, there's like 50, 60 booths and it's like five aisles. So, you know, it doesn't take that long to walk. So we walked and then we walked again and we looked and we said hi to some people that we saw. There was a lot of classes, but the only ones that were interesting were like a couple hours away. And my back was starting to hurt. So I'm like, hey, I got to sit down. So we went to the lobby of the hotel, which was always fun to see the faces of the conservative people, seeing some of the people that are a little more dressed up in fetishy stuff, um, you know, come in. So we sat down and then Kathy and I did. Did the old thing. We We did do the old thing. Yeah. I just look at her. (laughs) She looks at me. I go, we're not going to make it, are we? She's like. (laughs) No. <laughs> you know what? You know why? Because <laughs> conventions are a young person's game. All right. There was, there's, first of all, there's nowhere to sit down. And after going in and out of all the aisles and the tables, we'll get all that wonderful stuff. We're looking for a place to sit down. And, the, and obviously, they don't offer that to you. So right. we're like, let's go find a lounge somewhere to rest our weary bones on. Oh, and then it just was five minutes after that. Because you're like, do you want to go eat? I'm like, I hate restaurants. And you're all, so we're going, right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I think, Kathy, total, that was about 52 minutes. It was pretty pathetic. (laughs) We made it about 52 minutes. I mean, we're so so messed up. I have to push myself to get out the door. You have so many (laughs) mental fucking issues that you can't even sit in a lovely restaurant and have a meal. We're like... Well, then let's fucking go. I guess we just paid $30 to park for for, <laughs> for two this. hours, for an yes. hour. So, be, well, now here in our defense, here is our defense. And the defense is that not only have we been to the DomCon convention floor, we, we've done five times right. in the past. We know what it is. So... The first time I went to DomCon and saw the similar setup, that was incredibly exciting to me as a new person because I had never seen anything that, you know, well laid out and just so many vendors and then pretty people and fetish. And so and also if you're going to spend money and you're going to you're obviously you're going to get incredible, well-crafted stuff from local and people that come from far to sell at DomCon, you're going to get really great shit and you're going to support the local creators of BDSM wear. So it's very, but if you've done it as many times as Kathy, let's not forget the fact that Kathy and I have been a part of running about 50 events similar to this. Oh, it's true. I I used to volunteer for threshold and be the event coordinator. And every year we had three events and just the pressure of, coming up with new stuff every year for all three of these events is, is really overwhelming. You want to give people a great experience. And like you said, Boogie, when you go to an event for the first time, maybe even the second time, you're like so overwhelmed that everything is wonderful. And then, then the third year, you're like, didn't I see all this fucking shit there before? And so it, <laughs> it's not easy for a, an event coordinator to come up with an experience that new people will like and seasoned veterans will like. That's a, a tough thing to do. So, so in all fairness, you know, the thrill wasn't as thrilling for us. Right. So we left. We saw. We did. You know, it was very nice. 
And um, and it was very nice of Jay from FetishArtist.net, who also is a person who who created our logo. He's the one who was instrumental in getting us those those Paris passes. Those, those from tickets this- for that five day event that we went to forty five minutes. <laughs> exactly. He he went through all that trouble. I guess he has faith in us, Boogie. <laughs> Misplaced, misguided, <laughs> misguided, and as not it is. fulfilled. <laughs> so in in general, I'm sure DomCon. 2021 was an amazing event because uh, you know there's so many there's the red carpet event and ceremonies and fancy dinners and then besides the party there's a fetish ball and so we just really can't report on any of that because <laughs> we're old because we, we didn't go <laughs> but i saw some titties and some cute butts yeah, so i call that a win <laughs> Call that a win. Just another day on Fat Life with bondage, kink, and freaky sex. Ooh, that is freaky. The type of things you see on Fat Life will leave you happy, horny, enlightened. Or possibly perplexed. For your peace of mind, please know the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. You know what would be really great, Boogie? I just realized this. What? We should have like a contest where people send in their voice recordings of the intro and we just pick the best ones and let them intro Fat Life staff for give me a few months off from saying that same thing. Oh, oh, so your your little spiel. Yeah, why not? Write write it and put it on uh, our Fat Life page. Yeah, I don't think I people... need to write it. I think anybody that listens to it has heard it so many times they hear it in their sleep, much like I do. So uh so wicked and garbage can mail and oh, yeah. path girl and oh yes and Those paddle bob can be like for your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post is de- yeah, I I'm totally down. I'll chop it up and throw it in. Okay. Perverterpodcast at gmail.com. Just send in that, what, that wave, that whatever it is, any format. Either an MP3 or a wave is fine. All right. So today I have a post called What Good Communication Can and Can't Do, written by Endless Mischief. You know, there's names like that that make you want to go, I want to play with that person. Endless Mischief (laughs) is a name you want to play with. (laughs) No mischief managed here on the map. Just it keeps going and going and going. That's actually a lot of pressure. It is. You got. You give yourself that name on FetLife. You better. You better have game. Yeah, you better have some game. Be ready to to mix it up a bit. <laughs> okay. This is what they said. Good communication does a lot of heavy lifting for managing contention in a relationship. Good communication goes beyond articulating words in an accurate manner. It is about a willingness to admit fault and to do so unprompted. It is about good faith attempts to understand the perspective of the other person's issues through active listening. There are things you can't get from good communication, though. The biggest is that good communication cannot give you what you want from a relationship. What is the thing that I need from my submissive for me to feel like I'm truly their dominant? What are the things that would be nice, but I could probably live without? How much direct control do I want and what forms of control do I prefer? All the good communication in the world cannot answer those questions. We all have to figure that stuff out for ourselves. Good communication across the breadth of a relationship relies on each of the participants knowing themselves well enough to convey their true feelings and desires. For sure, lots of people can get away with having a functional relationship 
without necessarily having that sort of introspection and self-understanding. But I'm not keen to settle for that. I look forward to plumbing the depths of my soul and hers together, bringing together the notes in our souls into a beautiful symphony. <laughs> he said he's going to plumber. I just <laughs> knew you were going to go there. Just knew. Plumb that bitch. <laughs> Plumb. <laughs> Yeah. Put on my fucking Luigi hat and say, I'm a gonna stick it in there. <laughs> I'm a quick, gonna quick, quick, quick. I'm a gonna plumber the depths of her soul. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Through her anus. <laughs> it's a me, Mario. It's a me, Mario. <laughs> Isn't it nice how we can take a very mature, <laughs> well-written post and immediately turn it into 12 years old? We suck, buddy. Bam. Bam. <laughs> 45 minutes at a five-day event. We are on fire for this community, <laughs> Kathy. On fire. Oh, my God. I was excited about this post because I like it. I mean, communication, obviously, that's pretty much the basis of our entire show as far as the road of how to get to everything with your partner. So we talk a lot about communication, but there are some definite new points that this poster brought up that I thought were really amazing. And uh, in the end, and I'll, I'll, I have a bunch of them, so I don't know if you want to start. No, no, go for it. I want to hear what you have to say. Uh, I, I think at the end when he says um, good communication isn't going to figure out what you want or isn't going to tell you what you want. But I would like to say if you continue that good communication, that is the road to being able to explore with your partner because you feel comfortable with your partner because you have that basis of communication where you have that trust and respect that you understand each other's feelings and personalities to a point because you have really analyzed it. And that gives you the ability to experience things because you're always going to be developing new wants and desires as more information comes in. Who I wanted to be at the beginning of my relationship with Mew was different than who I wanted to be uh, a few years in. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that all was bolstered by that communication. So I, I definitely, I definitely loved when he, he was talking about that. And I, and the plumbing line, even though we made jokes about it, it made me all of a sudden realize that some people don't need that level, that level of depth right. and communication. And for a long time, I'd be like, Oh, those people don't communicate much. Blah, blah. Maybe they don't need to. Maybe uh, yeah. if one person, you know, I have to analyze and think about things and go through those conversations, but some people really don't. They really aren't that fucked up inside that maybe they can just be okay. And I don't think there's anything negative about it. In some senses, I wish I could be that person. Yeah, I don't know that I would characterize that as being fucked up because you, you have a stronger need than others to plumb people's souls. Well, mine is. Well, <laughs> it may not be for everybody. It may not yeah. be the poster or you. But my need to go deeper and deeper and deeper a lot of times is based on that. I have so much confusion and so many things that, that give me anxiety and fear about the planet and the universe and my place in it. And whether it's even real or not, I have to talk deeply with people. Right. 
because of that. So for me, it is kind of just because mm -hmm. I'm a lot of chaos. I wish I just could look at a tree and go, it doesn't really matter because that tree and me in a million years are going to be a hundred other things in that process. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I know what you're saying. Um, a, a big part of uh, Creative Explorer and I's problems over the years had to do with that um, weird not disconnection, but difference, I guess, massive difference between he and I in that he was very happy. Of course, he liked communication. He liked being, uh, honesty. He, he liked um, transparency. But uh, I had this ridiculous need to discuss things to death, to get into a person's mind, to ask a million questions. And he had a sense of... Um, peace and calm that I envied because he was perfectly happy living in his own mind and unless prompted to do so would not ask me that many questions uh, where, where I was insanely curious about what he was doing, why he did it, what he was thinking while he did it, what he would do different if he had to do it all over again, you know, on and on and on. Right. Do you and so I, I understand that I I'm a, I can be a difficult person to have a relationship with. And that's not just an intimate relationship. I have friends who can only take so much of me. Well, I, I'm going to challenge that a little bit. Not yours. I uh -huh. totally accept where you feel you are. But um, it kind of sounds through everything that you've said over the years about Creative Explorer that that perfectly happy to be peaceful about things was a completely well-manufactured wall of denial from all of the shit that he's been through. You've talked about that he was abused and he had all of these things that he never really dealt with head on. So just, I think just because he was able to turn it off so dramatically and it almost seemed effortless, but he spent his whole life learning how to do that. Yes. I, I mean, that's very true. And considering that in, he's having a, a tremendously difficult time in therapy right now, because he's finding out that he has all kinds of mental and or cognitive issues that are coming to the surface. And so he's, he's, I've never known anyone to tackle them so um, aggressively, but he's not, He's got a, a a a very big mountain to climb, and <laughs> He's so starting I starting late. He and well, yeah, and and it's it's very difficult for him. But there, you know, we talk about once a week. Uh, we get together and we talk about each other's therapies, right? And we're just trying to you know, just support each other through what we're we're both going through, and um, it's not easy, and we're. We're very, I'm going to call us estranged friends, but right. in, on, in, on a very surface level, because we, we've each got so much going on him much more than me. So, um, I just know that there came a time in his, uh, therapy where he actually questioned if he wanted to continue going down that path. Sure. Because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. If you know that you have issues, but you've dealt with them in this way and you've actually thrived, even though at the expense of your emotional life, if you're fine with that, that's what you said earlier. Not everybody wants to do it. And can you really blame someone for not doing it? I know that I cannot live like that. I cannot, right. I do not want to live a plastic life. And mm. I need a partner who is willing to plumb those depths, just like our poster has said. I need that partner. And 
it's not an easy thing to fi- find, particularly for somebody like me, and especially in the current state I'm in. But it to me, it's well worth it because I can't spend a tremendous amount of time with somebody who doesn't have that same desire that I do. This is one of the, this is a, a, a hard limit for me. If you can't delve into emotions and just like the poster says, I love it when he said it's beyond articulating words in an accurate manner. And it's about a willingness to admit fault, even when not prompted to do so. That yes. is not an easy thing to do. If I have to constantly be coming after you, go, what's on your mind? What are you thinking? What did you think about what I just said? I get exhausted doing that and trying to pull shit out of people. Well, I mean, that's also a great way to kind of figure out early on if you're with somebody who can also be a liar, a gaslighter, yes. um, mentally abusive, is because those first things like the poster talked about, if somebody is quick to admit when they're wrong, when they haven't been prompted to or pushed against a wall or shown, you know, so much undeniable proof that they, they can only salvage the relationship by kissing your ass and saying, sorry, there it's a big difference between someone who will sit down and say, Hey, I thought about things that we talked about the other night. And, and I, I see that some of that may have been upsetting to you. And if it was, I'm sorry there's a big, now then of course you could be completely maniacal and be playing a game. But in, in general, most uh, sociopaths don't do that. You know, it's always prove you're wrong, prove it's about you, you're to blame. So if you have someone very early on that can take responsibility and apologize for things or validate your feelings, even if they don't agree with it, which I found to be a, a real teller, of who you're with because sometimes people will say things to me and I'll instantly be defensive, but I'll see they're feeling a real feeling about it. I'll get defensive. Like, wait a minute, that's not what I meant. And you want to just stop them cold and just be like, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. It's not my fault, but instead give them a minute to get their feelings out. And then maybe say, say something like, if that's the case, I can totally see how that hurts. Yeah. And that would be shitty, you know, before you just jump into your defensiveness. You can still defend yourself. You can still say that wasn't my intention or that's not what I meant. But just letting someone get it out because they're having a feeling, whether it's rational or not, we can figure that shit out later. Right, right. But the reality is if there's a feeling right now and, you know, maybe someone spun about it, and that's another thing, and we talk about that on the show all the time, right off the bat, the limit, the boundary is set. No spinning before addressing that there is a feeling. You do not, even if you're not going to talk about it, even if you're not ready to talk about, like you have to sometimes go away. You've talked about this on the show a lot. You have to go away and kind of formulate some of your thoughts about what do I really feel about this before you can have a conversation. But you'll still tell the person, we need to have a conversation at some point and I need to go process this. Oh, yeah. it's That's very, very true. Um, when, when he and I get together uh, lately, We've had to develop a language, a language that allows us to communicate without one of us, one or both of us uh, spinning. And, and in the worst case is downright panicking 
there have been many times where he has gone into total uh, flight or freeze and has completely panicked. And I actually had one last night when we were talking and um, surprised us both. And but the one th- communication, good communication, doesn't mean that you push past that and you you do it right there on the spot. Sometimes good communication is, I'm I'm panicking right now. We're going to have to table that while while I go back home and think about this for a while. That is good communication. Sure. And it's actually what I had to do. And so, uh, I like this post for for many reasons because it it touches on many issues that I have. But most importantly, because it goes to the, it speaks to the core of what I require in in a committed primary partner. Uh, be, because I am so fucked up that without good communication, any relationship I get into is going to go south really fast. And right. you kind of have to know that about me before getting involved with me. So it's a great post. I just uh, as as my parting love wisdom is this is why you can't hope to jump into a relationship with somebody until you've found out how they are as a communicator. Yes. Like if you're, I I mean, some people want to go zero to caller in like three weeks um, or even shorter sometimes just because they're so, they want to just, you know, they got that clock sitting next to them and they want to just, you know, get someone in that, in that seat. But it is so easy to take a step back and say, hey, I want to see how we talk about things. I want to see how we communicate on issues. I want to see how you respond when spinning goes one way or the other. And I want you to see how I respond. There is you can save yourself thousands of hours of pain and suffering just by being patient with somebody. And you don't have to be a perfect communicator. You just have to have two people that are willing to go through that messiness together and still, just like the poster said, still just respect each other. Right. And I think if you give that a little bit of time, man, man, I have had some amazing relationships with people that I could communicate with. It is yeah. the best. It, it re- is the yeah. fucking best. It really is one of the best feelings when you find a partner in any area of life that can give you that kind of reciprocity. It's great. It's better. I mean, a good blowjob's good too, but don't you know, get just, me wrong. Don't okay. get me wrong. <laughs> a plumber your piper, that's a got a bigger priority too. Ka-ding, <laughs> fucking screaming in the library. Everyone's just like, who's being the coins in Mario. What? <laughs> God damn it. Perverted podcast word of the day. Ho, ho, ho. What do you say? It's the word of the day. Boogie word of the day. It's the that word is of the day. Right. We All are right. going to be smart. <laughs> or no, I'm going to be dumb, but trying to be smart. That's what it is. You <laughs> have a good vocabulary. Be... No, no. You chose the word today, and it's a good one. It's equanimity. Equanimity. Equanimity, ladies Equanimity. and gentlemen. Equanimity. It sounds very proper. It does. I don't even doesn't. know where the hell I found it. You know? I, I want to say it in a British accent, but my accents suck, so I won't do oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're pretty bad. We're Equanimity pretty bad. means mental calmness, composure, and evenness of temper, especially in a difficult situation. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, I, I have that. But it also says it's a noun, which confused me. Because isn't a state of mind... Uh, an action? No. 
It's a noun. Mental calmness. Calmness, composure. Yeah, but you have to get to that level of calmness. So you actually have to work to achieve that. Or are you talking to where it's an innate calmness? Because equi- let me tell you something, baby. I ain't got no goddamn equanimity that I don't work my ass off for. Yes, the equi- you work your ass off, which is the verb, to gain the noun equanimity. So still water. So when water is still, that's a noun? Still is, um, I believe it's an adjective and a noun. Oh. God could be damn wrong. it. Yeah. Why did why, I pick this why word? Why are we even talking about Well, this? because I don't know what state of minds and, and grammar is together. So, you know, God, see, that was go back to before where I could just look at a tree and go, we're both going to be dead in a million years. Then why are we even talking about this? Seriously. Well, well, because I like words. Because <laughs> I like words. <laughs> I like words. All right. Well, we came up with sentences to help ourselves and hopefully our perverted podcast listeners uh, understand the word equanimity to possibly incorporate into their vernacular vocabulary. Ver- Whoa, vernacular vocabulary. What? <laughs> uh, do you want to go first? How many did you do? I, I wrote three. I think I got three. One is kind of lame. I'll do one first. Okay. okay, do one. Okay, go ahead. Few things in life challenge a dominance equanimity as much as a spilled tub of hot wax in the middle of play. Oh! Oh, you you hit a nerve. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, I knew. You're the wax man. Oh, God. Put down a tarp. Put down lots of tarps. And don't let anyone spacey carry wax. (laughs) Don't. Just you relax, bottom. You just relax. I will carry. Oh, that's never coming up, and you're never going to be able to explain that one away. No. Go ahead, your turn. <laughs> Strongly desiring to ass-rape with a burning pipe the person who parks their car an inch and a half into my parking spot at Walmart. This may indicate that I am currently lacking the desired level of personal equanimity that will make me happy. Wow, that's quite a lot of alliteration there. <laughs> That's another word we'll look up. I don't know what that means, but it probably means you're a wordy parrot, Boogie. Uh, It is difficult to keep a sense of equanimity when my submissive brats out. (laughs) Jesus Christ. What is that? that, Are you you speaking my words? Are you speaking six years, 326 episodes of working with Kathy? Hey. I'm not your dom, but I sure struggle with equanimity when you brat. Hey, I keep my bratting to a minimum around you. Of course you do. Yes. Yes, you do. Yes, Catherine. No, I I think what you're sensing is me being an asshole. That's like oh. a completely different thing, Boogie. Completely different thing. Look at that. I've been giving you a pass all this time. I'm like, oh, Kathy's just being bratty. It's cute, <laughs> but annoying. When in fact, you've just been an asshole this whole time. I've given you a six-year fucking pass. (laughs) God damn it. See, I'm so glad we could have this conversation and communicate on this level of vocabulary. After jerking off in the gender-fluid bathroom, I had the equanimity needed to complete my senior citizen's yoga class without any injury or traumatic self-soiling anxiety. Ew! Ew! Well, you know, yoga can be very stressful when you're among the senior citizens. You may have to go and jerk off Did in the Did that really happen? What's your next sentence? <laughs> I see. I see no, what I you're fucking doing hate now. yoga. <laughs> 
But you did jerk off, didn't you? I, I have jerked off, yes. Okay. Once or twice. All right, I confess that I was unable to maintain my equanimity when my dominant said he was releasing me and instead broke his favorite board game over his big, dumb, stupid, fat head. (laughs) (laughs) It's your fantasy. (laughs) It's your fantasy, and I bet you've had that fantasy at least 147 times in the last couple months. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but did you ever create in your mind that the game board like had like magical powers like when you hit him with it sparks would fly out or dragons would come and then burn the rest of his games while he sat there and cried? No, in my fantasy he just sits there with his mouth open dumbfounded and I walk out the door. I do my These boots are made for walk and walk. Oh, that's amazing. It's so good to fucking mind kill people. It's so good. It's so mm-hmm. legal. It's so refreshing. That's, that's what good half part. legal. Yeah, like that's it. what my uh, therapist used to tell me. She said, you can head kill people, just don't kill kill people. I thought that was... Wise woman. I thought that was pretty wise. Hathor, uh, Hathor and I didn't connect on a lot of things, but on that one wow. big Mario coin there, Ruder Plumbing. I'd fuck my therapist. Oh, please don't. I never met her. I had never met her, but, you know, just, you know, she seemed cool. You know, at least a bro finger, like therapeutic bro finger. Hmm. She's not my therapist now. So wouldn't, I mean, how long do you have to wait before you can say, hey, you know, it's okay to bro finger your therapist after a certain amount of time. There actually is a thing where if the therapist and the patient want to become friends they have to end therapy and then not have contact for like a year or something like that and then they can become friends and it's not considered unethical it's still weird though i still consider it weird i don't consider it weird like it's like any other thing you looks like well we didn't really connect in a therapy way but you know like hathor you know i don't didn't connect that well with her as my therapist but i thought she was an amazing interesting person and she thought i was really interesting and i'm like well you know we can you know can talk and she's like no 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 it's too much trouble i'm all right well peace be with you oh my goodness my final sentence for equanimity when you get pulled over by a cop And know there is a considerable amount of felony-level narcotics in your trunk. Equanimity can be the difference between a traffic ticket and a drastic change of environment. Wow, you and I are both digging deep into our own personal lives for these sentences. I don't know anything. You're like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. I just just make shit up, you know. Yeah, right. It was a long time ago. (laughs) (laughs) Long time ago. I I did a lot of drugs in my past. It's kind of (laughs) true. So now go out, kids, and use that word. Yay! That is the end of show 326. Patreon.com forward slash Perverted Podcast is where you go if you want to support the show and contribute five bucks a month. Boogie and I want to continue doing these podcasts and would love to actually, oh, I don't know, have an actual room to meet and record in. I know it's crazy, but... It's coming. It's coming, Kathy. It's it coming. could come. It could. Like, it's coming like plumbing. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> it's coming like a plumbing. You're, like when I stick my dick in your boob. 
You're testing my equanimity there, Boogie. <laughs> you have none. Get over it. <laughs> I don't. But I digress. Speak to us, oh, wonderful listeners, and email us at pervertedpodcasts at gmail.com. Please tell me what's going on in your lives. Or you know what's even better? Is tell us the kinky shit that's going on in your lives because Boogie and I surely don't have a lot of kink going on. And if we don't have a lot of kink going on, we would love to live vicariously through you. Goddamn God mm. skippy about that, Kathy. Kathy, once again, I hope I hope that the people that are not just zitzams and zombies, uh, anyone that's listening to this show, just please know how much you mean to us how much you mean to me and so much so that i have risked and and thrown away probably any semblance of a normal life because i we really believe that this is kind of important and and you got to have something in your life that's a higher calling and i hope those of you that listen to us just know how much we appreciate the fact that it's it's an honor to serve you and 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 I know that sounds weird sometimes, but it, it really is. It's an honor to be of service to something that's bigger than ourselves. Yeah. And and it's also a shit ton of fun. And, of course, one day we will have another room and there will be more vaginas and anal hook pull tug of wars and, and leaf blower versus vagina. Never blow air inside the vagina because it'll give him an embolism. That's just a safety tip. And wax play and pussy cookies and all of those things. That's the goal. Yep. But today we can still have great conversations about communication and kinky stuff. And hopefully you'll join us next week and we'll just keep getting better at it. So love you guys. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week. Grandpa wore a colostomy bag when he went out to ride the range. A cowboy with no colon, guess that seems kind of strange. But he'd say, I've been herding cattle my whole life, and I ain't about to change. My saddle may smell like crap, but I'll be damned if I'm gonna die of old age. And the fish just keep on swimming, and the clouds keep rolling by. And the fools who think they're better waste their time by asking why. But the universe owes us nothing, and there's no one there to blame. The cards we're dealt are the ones we play, cause life is just a game. Jefferson was an ugly man, ugliest man alive. It hurt when folks made fun of him, and he tried hard not to cry. So he found himself a pretty blind girl to marry And cherished till he grew old She says he's got a charm so bright It gives sight to her soul And the fish just keep on swimming And the clouds keep rolling by And the fools who think they're better Waste their time by asking why But the universe owes us nothing And there's no one there to blame the cards we're dealt are the ones we play Cause life is just a game Lucy was a poor girl Dirty face and shabby clothes Her father died from drinking And her mama was a whore 
But she knew she was a princess And that thought alone helped her survive Cause even Cinderella had to go through hell Before her prince arrived That's right And the fish just keep on swimming And the clouds keep rolling by And the fools who think they're better Waste their time by asking why But the universe owes us nothing And there's no one there to blame The cards we're dealt are the ones we play Cause life's a fucking game